welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, hello. We're getting close to 200. Oh my god. Next week. We are so close. We have no plans. It's going to be just a regular episode, but. Exactly. It's going to be 200. Yes. Uh, that's a long, that's a lot of episodes, Trevor. It is. And that's 200 without any breaks. Yeah, we, we're pretty proud of that never missing a week, uh, record. And, and we've even got like a bit of a backlog. So if we do miss a week, we're still not going to miss a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will not know. Uh, but anyway, that's next week. What are we doing this week? Um, click pitch. Oh, yeah. that old that old chestnut. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's it's do done it. pretty well in the last, you know, two hundred odd episodes. episodes or so, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Do you want to tell our new listeners if we've got any what click pitch is? Nah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot. I'm sorry. Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us in the form of a nice little Discord bot. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will click refresh and get a new word, or in this case, a new phrase of an adjective and a noun, because we are doing ramped up Click Pitch. So let's do it. Oh, yeah. And then we turn them into game designs. Did I say that bit? I think so. If not, doesn't matter. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Wondrous staff. Staff? Staff. S-T-A-F-F. Intimate hiding. Ooh. Okay, so wondrous staff, I think, Indiana Jones, I think- He didn't have a staff, he had a whip. <laughs> yes, but you, you know what you I'm You mean just like about, an like artifact a, of some sort? An artifact okay. that, he's, that he's looking for that's obviously hidden. Um, okay. The hiding, So yep. Hopefully not in too intimate a place, sure. Um, well, it's it's intimate because it turns out that it's hidden underneath his family home. Like, oh, okay. Is this a, is, okay? So, is this Indiana Jones or an Indiana Jones type? Um, I think this is young Indiana Jones. So, okay. um, Sean Connery, you know, as as um, Henry Jones Senior, uh huh, is sort of disciplining Henry Jones Junior. Does that mean we actually get to meet Indiana the dog? Um. Unfortunately, Indiana the dog has just passed away. Oh, and it's, oh maybe that's it, like- o- it opens on the funeral scene. <laughs> okay, how old is is Junior at this point? I what are we talking? Don't know because I haven't watched the movies in a while. It doesn't so I have to make be. Sure it doesn't know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like canon correct. Okay, let's. Uh, are we talking like twelve? Are we talking nineteen? 18 or 19, I think. Okay. So, this isn't like kid Indiana. This is- no. This is the sort of the sort of time period of the actual, like, whatever it was, Adventures of Young Indiana Jones TV series yep. or whatever. Yeah. Which I don't really have much knowledge of, but I know it existed. Yes, it did. I, I'm picturing that he sort of- He gets told off by Senior and he runs out into the backyard and falls into, like, a sinkhole sort of thing. Okay. Because they and- <laughs> They just have a sinkhole in the back. Is this well? Uh, I'm thinking that he sort of goes goes out into into the backyard, and I'm, I'm picturing that it's sort of like a deserty sort of area. That, okay, you know, it's sort of like maybe Arizona or something like that. I'm not sure exactly where they grow up, but you know, it's um, big, no. open, wide space. Yep. And yep. and as he's going out there, he sort of falls into <laughs> into like a into like an old cave or something yeah, okay. like that. Gotcha. And of course, when he gets down there into this old cave, 
he finds like a, a wondrous glow and literally like this is what gets him interested in the in the whole um in you know, the whole archaeology and uh, yep. artifacts all right so does he he finds this stuff now or or is yep. this just like he know, he finds out that there's something down here and he wants to explore further and so you know he so he finds the staff. What is it? Is it? It's obviously mystical in some way. Yeah. Uh, what's the gameplay up to this point? Like, is this all cutscene, or are we? Or is this like, you know, third person playable? Watching this kind of play out. I, I think. I think this is sort of like a, kind of like a, a third person actiony Arkham Asylum sort of yeah view. Um, to the point that I'm, I'm almost thinking, how cool would it be to have like an Indiana Jones sort of thing where it's uh, Indiana Jones sort of game where it's actually more based around, you know, the adventuring and all that sort of stuff is is a little bit better than the action adventure that, uh, you know, I um the fate of Atlantis and all those yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. ones went to, and I- even better than what the uh, I can't remember what the other ones were. Infernal Machine and- Oh, and yeah. The- well, they tried to do some third-person ones, like action-y ones. Yeah. And they, they weren't that great. Um, okay. I, I like this. This can be the kickoff for his adventure. And then I think- I, li- I really like the idea of a modern, open-world Indiana Jones adventure along the lines of, like, Horizon Zero Dawn or- Like, the, like the recent Mad Max or, like, something- like, I mean, it's a fairly classic formula- um, but I think the staff thing is like the main storyline, like that sets it off. Maybe he finds yep. the staff and he's, he's, I don't know if it like, he finds something out about it and he's trying to track down other, like maybe other parts of it or something, you know, or there's, or, or like the source, the origin of it, but opening up the world then, and maybe it is this like sort of desert area where, you know, yeah, he's basically discovered that there was like a civilization here that no one else has known, and it's about you find clues and missions. I'm almost seeing it as as like a Shadow of Mordor sort of thing, where you got the different maps that you can sort of go to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could work too, because then you're a bit more focused in a particular area, and it's maybe like, okay, do enough in this area, and it's like finding specific artifacts. Um, you know, fighting fucking Nazis, I guess, or whoever, whatever time frame we end up sort of. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking into. because this will just be around World War One or whatever. Um, because I think it was like forty, so it was just after World War One, and so let's just set <laughs> it. Let's just set it like literally a hundred years later. Um, so it's like 2025, and it's fighting fucking neo Nazis in America. <laughs> Because it's going to be the same shit again anyway. <laughs> it's retro. Don't you get it? <laughs> yeah. It's retro. Nazis are retro, are they? Is that why it's coming back? Yeah. <laughs> Never went away. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I like that idea. And, and, you know, have some nice whip, you know, whip swinging mechanics for, like, grabbing stuff from a distance or swinging over gaps. Um, hat throwing. Nice yeah. hat physics, definitely a good hat physics. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's a key. Like, it's got to be a nice floppy hat, um, but also have that have that good 
uh, sort of, it's easy to knock off, but you can easily put it back on as well. Like, yeah, I think unlike Red Dead, which I think made you, like, forced you to go and pick up your hat every single time, I think this is more of a- it You is, can whip your hat back in. <laughs> well, I think, I think it is physically uh, simulated, so, like, it will fall off based on physics, but you create some, like, nice AI sort of inverse kinematic sort of stuff that- Reaches that and grabs yeah, the hat. Like, if it gets too far away, on. he'll reach out and grab it or or whip it or whatever. Like, he'll always find a way to get it back on his head regardless of the situation. Yeah. I, I, I love that that whole thing of, you know, you're, you're in that trap room, you're trying to get out, and you get out, and it's like, yes, I left the hat in there, and his hand goes out and just quickly grabs it. Exactly. And it yeah. There's no way to <laughs> actually not, uh, not get out with your hat. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that almost leads to you know like I'm picturing the speed runs and all that sort of stuff. How quick can you actually lose your hat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the speedrunners will probably find some hat glitch where it's like, okay, I need to get my hat knocked off so it goes into that corner. So when he tries to reach for it, it actually pushes me through that wall and I skip this whole section. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about it: the fact that hat physics becomes like the biggest hack. Totally hack physics. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. And then I think that just gives you a lot of leeway for different types of- And in that in that Batman Arkham kind of way, I think stealth- Because stealth makes sense for, for indie as well. So, you can have sort of that, that, you know, stealth sections. You've got more combat-based sections. You've got more traversal-based sections. You know, obviously, Tomb Raider-esque things. There's a feedback loop of, of uh, inspiration there. With Tomb Raider. <laughs> Just a little bit. But, um, then, yeah. then you've also got, like, the romance angle, because there's always- always happens to be the romance that- Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Spike, uh, sparking up in the middle of a- um, Oh, do we get a do we get a adventure. companion sort of thing going on then, where, where it's oh, not, yeah. it's not just in have a story, companion. it's like- You've got uh, your your oh, own a, compu- a computer controlled companion yeah. that you can also have your friend drop in and it becomes co-op. Definitely. That sounds good. Yeah. It's just when someone worked out that we accidentally left the code in there for the hot coffee um, that they go on, <laughs> they go and enjoy. No, it no, that's a, weird a selling co-op point. Experience. No, no, that's a selling point. <laughs> Fuck your friends. As Indiana Jones <laughs> and uh, his his sexual dalliance of the of the day of the of the week. Um. Well, I mean, we've, the we've, hour. we've said that Indy is. He's not that much of a womanizer. There's, there's always a, a romantic angle, but anyway, uh, we've said he's like 19. Is this his first like sexual experience? Ooh, is he a virgin going in? Yeah, I think this is very important <laughs> to the gameplay. To know okay, so so if the, you get to so the, the game is called um, the Adventures of Young Virgin Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the fate of his virginity. (laughs) (laughs) And three to one click. (laughs) That's the title. Given that I don't do a a picture anymore, I can do that (laughs) because I can actually fit Fit it it in. (laughs) All right. Stringent sighting. Standing politeness. Okay. This makes me feel like this is a bird watching game because I feel like 
the the sort of regulations around sightings and like having to note down specific like where you saw them when you saw them this sort of thing um can play into it then in some way Mm -hmm. and then yours was standing what politeness yeah so i i feel like so i don't think the main gameplay should like i'm not talking this as bird watching simulator you know for even though i'm sure that would sell really well the same way like the super detailed train simulators sell uh but i think this is more of a pokemon snap ish sort of dealy but with some real like passive aggressive competitive story stuff with the other bird watchers um okay so i'm picturing it's sort of like a a neo tokyo sort of situation okay um your um the standing politeness always brought me back to as you said train um i thought monorail like you you stand up you know because you're being polite to and, and giving up your seat to someone um this a uh, sprawling city um, doesn't have much greenery left. Mm-hmm. So, bird watching is one of those things that if you can see a bird, you know, it's sort of like it brings you back to nature. So, yep. the idea of, of like the local park is like this tiny little little patch of patch of grass with a single tree. Uh, and just a know, sort circle of, like a- <laughs> of people with binoculars all trying to stare into its branches. Yeah. And then- And then- I almost like the idea of you go on like a bird watching um, adventure where where you, you know, you sign up for something and you, you get taken out into the wilderness, which is actually almost like the suburbs where there's just <laughs> just a bit more parkland and that sort of stuff. Well, I, actually, so I, I kind of actually like the idea of an urban bird watching game and, yeah. and set in this kind of, yeah, this future futuristic world. Where there is very little of nature left, and so spotting, spotting- but still, all the um, all the statues have lots of bird shit over them. <laughs> yeah, and you're not can sure tell where it comes from. Um, no, well, that's one of the clues. That's that's one of the things you have to do to find the good spots. Uh, oh, it's like Monster Hunter World, where you where you're going up and you're like you do your little scrapey thing, and it's like, ooh, I'm tracking that the, there was a bird by here recently, like this. Yep, this is fresh. This was the last five minutes. Just so you know, Trevor just tasted the bird feces. I did not taste. Oh. I felt and smelt. Okay, well, now he's tasted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> felt, smelt, and then you dealt. Uh, yeah, no, I like that idea then of, of having different signals or signs of particular types of birds as you're, yeah, you're, you're like hunting them- we're tracking them through this city to find like the last remaining, you know, birds of, of different breeds and this sort of thing. And, and so maybe you, you get rewards for tracking them down. Maybe there's the, you're literally going after like these boring birds, like, ooh, you found the pigeon. Oh, it's, uh, it's like the last, you know, nest of sparrows. Robin. <laughs> Um, Magpie, because for some reason they're they're an import. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did say Tokyo, didn't we? I don't know what sort of bird life they oh, have. There. Neo Tokyo. So, I mean, that's know, just um, generally taken as like. I guess it could be another place that the Japanese have called that it's being called Tokyo somewhere well, else. But if if you think about like Big Hero Six and that sort of stuff, where it was like San Francisco and Tokyo melded together because of 
Yeah, that was like a that was like a yes, a, a sort of um, hypothetical amalgamation place. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's what yes. I'm sort of thinking of. Like, yeah, you, just a got, generalized you know, future city with with different elements of 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 existing cities. Yeah, and that's lots of lots of neon, lots of you know, yeah, big billboards, cyber, uh, digital billboards, like yeah, tall buildings, and you know, maybe maybe even you've got like when you're down on the roads, like there's no cars anymore because you know, right, it's all flying cars and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or something actually, about I kind of like that idea of most people, and I think we sort of, this isn't a new idea, but that down on the street is actually like the slums now. To yeah. be actually at street level, that's where the poor people live. Um, mm. Everyone else, you know, is always you know, 10 stories or higher in their flying cars and their floating platforms and their whatever else. Um, but, you know, to find certain types of birds, you need to go to a lot of different places, including, you know, Ooh, the, the I'm, dirty I'm parts now, of town. I'm now picturing, like, having to, to go out on, on like, um, these walkways. Like, there's obviously skyways everywhere and that sort of stuff. Um, having to walk over the top of them to find certain birds. and mm, mm. So, yeah, I guess I'm sort of picturing now- we could go in a few different directions. We could obviously take this in a fairly open world, parkourish kind of traversing around a large city direction, mm-hmm. uh, which would be fun, particularly, you know, depending on the traversal methods and, you know, the design of the city and that sort of thing. Um, or we could take it in a bit more of a focused area where it's, it's you know, you're maybe choosing particular missions or something where it's like, okay, we want to track down this bird. And so, it's set in a smaller area of the town, of the city, and you might have different types of gameplay per area. Like, if you're down on the streets, it might be that you do have to do some tracking or some stealth stuff or, like, avoiding the gangs or whatever or enlisting their help or, I don't know, like, whatever it is. Um, whereas, if you're- yeah, you're more in the, the sky for- the, you're trying to find the last albatross <laughs> as it flies across from the bay or something. Then you, yeah, you got to yeah. be looking looking out, out out for like the jetpack gangs that are just <laughs> you know sort of floating around up there. <laughs> well, that's going to be the rich people. So they're like, I mean, they're, 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 they're still gangs, but they're you know it's fucking Chad and his and his bros <laughs> with the jetpacks harassing people. Um, in in their like Fucking suits shit. with the arms torn off and like the big muscly you know muscle bros. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm picturing the, them in like three piece suits with the with the arms, with the arms just arms torn, torn off. off. <laughs> but they still have like the uh, cuffs. They still have the cuffs. That's just part of the fashion. They keep the just the, the cuff, just down the cuffs and the cuff, and cuff, cuff link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the leader literally has, has you know, his shirtless has has the um has the cuffs and the cufflinks has the um has like the collar, the collar. And the tie, yep. but that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. And the rest is shirtless. It's just the style at the time. Uh, as was the style at <laughs> <of> the time. <laughs> so yeah, I think coming up against sort of different factions and and yeah, you're you're essentially a scientist, right? You're you're trying to track you know, migrations and find endangered species of birds like pigeons 
<laughs> in, in this futuristic world uh, where climate change has decimated most of the population and, and, and urban development. And then, then, you, then you find, like, the, um, the, the rare sort of birds, like the rat with wings. That is literally a rat that has wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Some some weirder sort of like your little um, hi- your hybrids and stuff from the you know the various supervillains who tried to genetically engineer yeah. and, and splice um, DNA. I don't know why it came into my head, but I just I picture this as like um, there's like another future that also happens. Like it's like a grandfather telling telling his grandchild. About like when he was going, yeah. So, going, the, so like, you're saying even further in the future, you've got the framing yeah. device, okay. And, and the framing device is it's very green, like, right? Okay, it, so it, they've recovered. Like everything sort of sort of turned back around. And it's like when I was a child, and it's like it shows like Neo Tokyo. That's and cool. All actually, sort of I like that shit. as an idea of you know here's essentially how I helped to save the world. Yeah. By tracking and, and, you know, breeding and capturing these birds and, and avoiding, you know, well, that's kind of cool because you could make it really like he's talking himself up about fighting these gangs and <laughs> because like, did you really fight gangs? It's like, yes, yeah, children. Of course I did. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> and, and like, just, just the fact that, you know, this sprawling, this rolling city, and you almost see suburbia in in this. Like you see greenery outside, and like typical suburbia, you think, "Oh yeah, it's like twenty twenty and and like maybe you know after it starts, it's like um, seventy years ago, twenty seventy three, yeah, or something like that." And it's like Jesus Christ, yeah, like- yeah, yeah, exactly. You make it like look like a very lush version of today of a modern sort of society. But yes, it's it's taken 150 years or something from now to to get to that point. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like it. that, and I love the idea of like at the end, it's you know it would pull back. They're all sitting in this field or whatever, and you see wreckages, like the still parts of the old city, um, or, or either that or they're like on. T- it's just that it's a green city now. Like they've created. You know, they've turned things around. It's still this huge metropolis, but there's like <laughs> gardens everywhere on the sea on the roofs and stuff. It, it's basically the slums are now all all green, and then you see stilts, and you look up, and the city's just—it's all still up there, but it's um, <laughs> it's like smog covered up there. But there's almost like a <laughs> there's this whole down, section down the bottom that they've recovered. Yeah, uh, that's cool. All right, three, two, one, click. Complicate. Steady. Overpriced realm. I mean, realm immediately takes me to, like, Middle Earth sort it's of- It's funny that. Why does the realm feel like fantasy? I guess- I mean, obviously, it's just used- It's a, it's a term used more in, in that sort of yeah. context. <laughs> Are you like a real estate agent in, <laughs> in, in like, a fantasy world? <laughs> Why does my head want to go um, realmity or something like that? Like I'm a, realm, a realm, realmita, realm, realta, <laughs> realmita. Uh, I'm a realm estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> C. 
So the mundanity of, of yes, like, I, I like the se- idea of selling the mundanity of a fantasy world, and obviously bringing in again that sort of suburban feel to fucking dragons, and it's like I've got this great cavern that's been on the market <laughs> for three months. It used to be owned by Necromancer. There's not many skeletons left. <laughs> there's a horde. Pla- there's a platform. Yeah, there's a great platform for your horde, uh, for your gold pile, and plenty of warrants. There's even a diving board. Like, you could tell that Scrooge McDuck used to live here. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke from, from, like, the world that I originally came from. <laughs> <laughs> this is a human here? <laughs> is this a- I don't <laughs> <laughs> Hello I'm just from the Magic Real Estate Office. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I yeah guess I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how, how the gameplay could work in this, though, because it's a fun idea. It is. Um, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's a visual novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but I'd, I mean, I'd want to be able to see these places, though. You yeah. want to be able to see the places. You want them rendered in high def 3D. <laughs> yeah, I, I want this to be fully archviz um, that you can go in yeah. in VR. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. So is this like an open house uh, planning game? <laughs> it's I, like, I think got to make sure burn, burn some uh, burn some matches. We've got to make sure the smell of sulfur is coming through this dragon cabin. Uh, Oh yeah, depending depending on who you're trying to sell to, depends on what what you sort of what you're hey. aiming up for. So in this case, you're selling a cave, and you know, okay, well, we're going to have to um, make this good enough for a dragon to have their their horde and all that sort of stuff. You need to still tell the truth about yeah, this used to be owned by a necromancer and all this sort of stuff. Um, there's not too many skeletons left. Um, there's maybe one or two that, that are hidden in the back passages. Yeah, um, we have called the, the exterminators come through three times, uh, by which me, by which we mean like one of the heroes at the tavern, we've hired them to, to kill 10 skeletons, uh, but there always seems to be some left. Uh, so they may be breeding down there, but don't worry. We'll put some skeleton traps out and they should be fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, a skeleton trap is just, like, a huge room that has, like, <laughs> um, those gears that, like, crush, <laughs> you know, where, where the where the roof just comes down and just crushes the skeletons. That's a dust. feature. That's a feature. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you reach into this, into this little hole here and you can pull a lever if you accidentally get in there. That's right. You're a dragon. So, you've got little arms. So, maybe we need to give you- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you uh, you won't fit through the door anyway. It's only for adventurers who are coming to try to steal your gold. Yeah, so uh, it it, dub- it doubles us as um, cave security. You know, it's 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 a feature. <laughs> in fact, you may want some of the skeletons to to live to to like in cases in case a hero gets past. So I kind of like this idea of it being. Uh, I don't want to make it too boring, but at the same time, I do like the idea of someone just having a portfolio of. Like different properties, caves and and village, you know, village taverns, you know, that needs refurbishment and, uh, you know, a, a hobbit house and a, a huge wizard tower, like all these different things. <laughs> huge wizard that tower. To sell off, um, and and people come in looking for places, and you've got to like try to match them up and sell it in some way. Uh, 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. I kind of like the idea that someone comes to you and says, I want this sort of property. So, you've got to go and clear out the property- like okay. of of the current tenant, yeah, okay. So you can and bring in then- some more traditional, like adventure, like RPG ish or or action based gameplay. But, but then a- you also get to do the flipping at the end. <laughs> so you, yeah, you're essentially flipping the place by clearing out all, <laughs> all the current the occupants. <laughs> the current occupants. <laughs> so you got to scout the area. You have to scout the area. Well, I kind of like the idea that you can, you've got a few different options. So you might find places that are vacant already. And so you have to do some work in there to like clean them up, get rid of the last few stragglers. So it is like kill 10 rats. Uh, it's essentially a fetch quest. <laughs> then you might have, yes, like, oh, there's already a tribe of orcs living in this, you know, underground dungeon. But I've got a perfect buyer for it, so I'm just going to come in. And you can maybe hire help at the local tavern as a, yep. as companions. And, yeah, you go through, you clear them out. There's just something about, like, having um, cleared out this, this place and then the buyer comes in and goes, oh, I was looking for something a little bit more <laughs> downtown. Yeah. And I <laughs> like so- it. It's like, oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> Get back so to me. You're going to go clean the new one. <laughs> Or, or you can um, sort of go in there, uh, clear it out just enough so you can take the buyer through once they give it the thumbs up. Then you can do the final pass through. And <laughs> the idea that you can like you take it like j- j- during your inspection, like during the while you're taking the buyer through, it's like oh shit, I missed a room. Uh, just stay here for a moment. <laughs> Check out this lovely water feature. I'm uh, just gonna go back here. <laughs> Kill some fucking kobolds. <laughs> Use her magic and just, you know, send all, all the blood under the rug and just put yeah. the rug back down. <laughs> but, yeah, I do like this idea of- Because there's also a factor of- So, you know, you might have- You'll have- Okay, you've got three clients at the moment. They're looking for certain types of places. You know, this 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 dragon wants something, you know, at least uh, with, with, you know, one room that's at least this size and it needs to be at least, you know, 20 metres below ground and uh, they don't want any um, bloodstains because they want it to be nice and clean because they're a neat freak. So, it's like, okay, you've got a few candidates, but if you, like, it means, oh, I'm going to have to use magic to kill all these people and turn them into ash- Instead of killing with the sword, because I don't want to create too many blood stains, and then because that will affect my um my like turnover. <laughs> well, and it's just going to affect the like. I know I've got this dragon who doesn't like blood stains, so they pro- they might not buy it if I make too much mess. Um, and so that factors into your strategies for clearing out a particular um, a particular space. <laughs> That's oh, really I- fucking cool. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining like how procedural you can make all this thing. Like, oh, you'd have to, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially a roguelike in a way where, you know, you you find a place on the map and it's generated, you know, this particular instance dungeon, effectively, or, or like yep. a procedurally generated area. Um, and you get a little bit of information about it beforehand, you know, okay, it's either it's a dungeon or it's a tower or it's a house or it's a tavern or it's a whatever, but you don't know yet. Essentially, what you're also doing as you go through it is is finding out the details that are pertinent to 
you know, who, who of your clients might want it. Mm. Um, and at the same time, you're getting XP and leveling up. I think like you, even if, even if you clear out a place and you don't have any clients for it right now, it's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just keep it in my it's back now, pocket. It's now as, as part of your portfolio that you can- Yeah, you, can you might have to- It might get reinvested if to- you don't go back there. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Or you may get, like, um, sort of people come in and, and sort of um, squat. You could get squatters and that sort of stuff. So, you've got to go, yeah, I think go time, through and, and clean them out. Yeah, if it's left vacant too long, you can get different things that can happen. And they can be, like, random events. And it could even be, like, a fucking dragon moves <coughs> in. And, and that's a real challenge. And you might or it's, have- a tri- it's a tribe of goblins who who just sort of like, ah, we found this place and it it seems lovely. Yeah, no, it's living <laughs> here. Squatters, right? Squatters, right? Ah, oh, you killed me. <laughs> uh, and then you just all you're doing is you're selling to another tribe of goblins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rival. Tribe. And it turns out but that it was actually the same tribe. <laughs> And then you gotta you gotta sort of sweep it all under the rug and make sure they didn't realise that <laughs> the literal rug that you put down because you know that wizard really wanted a nice rustic rug. Uh no, I like that. And yeah, you clear out a place like, okay, I don't have any clients for that now, but yes, it becomes part of your portfolio. You can maybe advertise it then and that might bring people in who uh, you know, at least have some overlapping requirements with that place. Uh or yeah, you might have to like try to offload it or just let it run to ruin and have to fix it up again later. Um, but that gives you a lot of options for sort of managing your different properties. Yeah. <laughs> but just, but just then, you know, having all these different houses to flip and all this sort of stuff that sometimes you may have to go in there and do renovations and those renovations are, are literally going through it and, <laughs> and like attacking different parts of the wall to like bring down. <laughs> <laughs> Like open this, open this uh, room up a bit, and all this. Sort well, of I think stuff. you can hire help as well if you need to. Like yeah. there, there is some stuff you can do yourself, but it's going to be, you know, if you haven't leveled up your rock, you know, carving skills or whatever, then it's going to be a pretty ragged look. Some people might like that, but if you want, well, a, if you want a more polished, ooh, you know, look, do you have to? Do you have to like worry about engineering because if you if you leave too many weak spots. You know, I mean, you take out a load-bearing wall and the whole thing comes down. I guess it depends on how complex we want to make the this, this simulation of these areas, but sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> We're not making it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, having to, having to worry about the actual structural uh, stability of the building as well. Well, because uh, you could even do things like you might find, a pl- like- there is the potential that you could find or build potentially a place that meets all the requirements of a dragon that's not a huge cabin. It's like I found you this great four bedroom. Um, <laughs> I've op- I've opened up. Um, it's an open plan living room. Yeah, um, it's got but, high ceilings. But then, like <laughs> you actually you made it out of wood and it just burns down as soon as they move in. Uh, but like that's the deal signed. That's their problem. <laughs> It met, it met all the requirements. Um, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I keep on coming back to the title that I've sort of put on it, which is Realm Estate or Realm, Realm Estate. Estate Agent. Realm, Est- Realm Estate Flippers. Realm Flippers. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I like it. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. Three joins that up. is really cool. Hip Application. Divine Blast. Oh, okay. 
Is this the new match three taking the world by storm? <laughs> Divine blast. It's like Candy Crush. <laughs> match the miracles. <laughs> <laughs> the match three with Jesus plays. <laughs> um, You're matching three waters and it turns into wine. <laughs> <laughs> match the fish and it just <laughs> it grows, it multiplies. <laughs> no, I don't want to do a Jesus game. No, um, I, I I want this. Um, hang on, what were your words again? Let me have a look. <laughs> or I could just tell you. <laughs> Hip application. Okay. <laughs> I love that I've got access to, to seeing what you bring in. <laughs> um, all right. Is, is hip, like, cool or is hip something to do with your physical hips? Um, I do like the idea of, <laughs> of like, um, <laughs> for some reason I've now got, like, this idea of, this like hip pastor who's just come into come into town. Um, <laughs> he's trying to, and, like, you know, he's trying, he's trying to make app. Jesus m- motivating all these people, but he's also been given like divine powers from from God to like wipe out evil. Okay, so he's so he's like so a hip, he's, hip youth pastor. Yeah, who is also like fighting demons. Yeah, in this town. Okay. Where does application come into it? Um, he's he's on uh, TikTok. He does TikToks of himself, like praying <laughs> and praying and and destroying demons, destroying <laughs> demons. He's got an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so like <laughs> for only for fans of Jesus. Like, (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, Okay, so what sort of power does he actually have? I mean, a blast. (laughs) He can blast things. (laughs) He he can he can blast that holy light. Um, Yeah. Ooh, I'm sort of seeing almost like an Alan Wake sort of um, light versus dark. You know, it's. It's all around if you can get their shadow to appear sort of thing and um, verify that, you know, it's it's of an evil, evil type. You blast it with divine ooh, light and that. Ooh, 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 ooh. You said shadow. Yeah. I like the idea that, yes, you cast divine light, but what you're actually trying to do is is cast the shadow, like the shadow from that divine light. Onto mm-hmm. some like onto something that essentially because they're demons or whatever, like their shadow is their power. And so if you use divine light to cast their shadow onto, I don't know, water or something, or holy water or like or some sort of something, substance, surface, whatever, then that captures them. So it's all about getting the right angle. Or like bouncing light off, bouncing your delight of <laughs> ray tracing off of mirrors. <laughs> yeah, sure, it's a good uh, application for ray tracing. It can be a fucking, you know, key. So it's all about focusing that light. So when you first come out, it's like, Whoa! <laughs> you just focus it into. Well, I don't know that- into the mirror to. Yeah, maybe, but I think it's about just like. Where the shadow, where their shadow ends up based on where you like 
blast this light at them, I guess. Um, that might be too tricky to sort of visualize. Yeah. So, I, I'm liking the idea of all you're trying to do is just- You're trying to work out who are the, who are the infected um, demons, and you can only tell by the horns in their shadows. Um, okay, and that's cool. Uh, so, basically, you know, you're walking around, and unless there's, there's like- to find shadows on the ground, you can't tell. So well, in the or, in the normal daylight, either and that, that or sort of only sh- or either that or that's what your divine blast is for, and it's just that like the horns only show up in the light of divine light, like or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So you have yep. to maybe you can bless, you- maybe you can bless certain lights in the area. So it's about like. <laughs> You go to a club and you have to, there's a spotlight at the front where the bouncer is and you bless that light and it's like, okay, now, now I've got a good view of shadows of, of people as they get, as they're getting carded, you're also like checking them for horns <laughs> or wings. Hang or- on. Your, your, your ID doesn't have horns on it. You're not allowed in here. <laughs> this no, is you got it wrong. Uh, yeah, that, that could be cool. That could be cool. And then is it comp, like, so then, do you have other powers as well for fighting them, or do you just have to stab them? Then you, you use the divine light to like <laughs> find out who they are, and then it's just like, oh shit! It's just a brawler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mortal Combat brawler where you can do like fatalities and stuff, but only on the demon. <laughs> yeah, don't get that wrong. <laughs> I'm I'm now just imagining that. Um, there's, there's a scene early on where, you know, you're doing like a youth group and, and, you know, you sort of just, just in the, in the off chance you, you shine out the, the divine light and half the, um, half the kids there have got horns. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's actually like detecting sin in some way. It's only if the horns are like, everybody grows horns as they sin. And once they have sinned enough, like the horns are bigger or something and- and and oh or maybe they um you know the horns are like not solid in the shadow yeah like they're, yeah they're they're uh, more transparent and the the more that they sin the more opaque they become until finally you know when it's actually I think they also full. grow as well because I, I really like the idea of him just like checking out kids it's like okay okay and then there's just like this sweet little ten year old girl and he does a shadow and there's just these huge fucking curly like demon satan horns like you know shadow <laughs> i'm just picturing that he looks down on the ground and goes oh that looks fine and he looks on the wall there's these massive horns <laughs> <laughs> and it's like jesus christ <laughs> all right let's move on three to one click <clears throat> padded carry rotated Monopoly. Oh. So, you're saying padded and carry. Yeah. When you say rotated Monopoly, does that count like when you flip the Monopoly boards? I'm thinking it's a Monopoly from a a standpoint of, like, this particular particular workplace that you actually work for. It's the only one that actually exists. Like, your business has a Monopoly. The actual term of the- Word monopoly of holding all the yeah. like whatever. Yeah, the it's kind share. of like um, ooh, I, I'm <laughs> because it's padded and carry. 
I'm, I'm almost thinking of this as like a package delivery sort of thing where you're the only, the only ones in town who yep. actually are able to do like package delivery. Yeah. So what, what changes does that, does having that monopoly give? Cause like obviously it means things like you can generally charge whatever you want or you don't have to provide good service cause you're the only option. Oh and- yeah. It's, it's, it's all about no good service. Like you, when you when you're sending the package to um to someone, you're able to drop kick it. You're able to do whatever you want with it. Basically, <laughs> okay. so is this just an is this just like a sort of paperboy esque delivery game? But you are t- attempting to just like do as much damage to these packages as possible, or it just doesn't yep. matter if you damage these packages. It's like deliver as fast as you can with the with you know not caring about whether they get damaged. I'm wondering whether you could do this as like a papers please sort of thing where you see on the delivery slip this this customer has complained before mm. so you you give them extra bad service just because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this as a semi open map of like a bunch of streets and you do a run and maybe you've got a time limit so you're trying to do it as fast as possible uh and it's like, okay, next next item, pull the next item from the truck. All right, this is where it needs to go to. It's like, all right, shit, burn rubber to there. The All the shit in the back is bouncing and we're tracking the damage on each individual item within there, you know, based on how fragile they are and their weight and all that sort of shit. <laughs> and then you just like, yeah, you, in, a, in that sort of paperboy style, you've got some sort of mechanics for like- you know, judge your power and your aim or something and fire it to try to get it as close as possible. And you get points for getting it close. And, but also it, do- it also keeps track of each customer, like each house of how mm-hmm. damaged the things get. So they get more and more irate. And so, yeah, you get a little, you get a sense of, oh, I've delivered to, to Mr. Jenkins a bunch of times and I always destroy his shit. Like he's getting really pissed off. Um, and maybe if it gets high enough, they, they won't use you anymore. They just don't send packages or something or like whatever it is. But, um, or they, they get, um, violent and start attacking your, like start retaliating by yeah. like, firing shit at you. <laughs> Back at you. Yeah. Actually, that's cool. Cause I'm, I'm picturing this as quite an arcadey sort of thing. So yes, if you've, if you've pissed off one house too much, then they start throwing shit back at you when you're trying to deliver the packages and slowing you down and stuff. Um, so yeah. it, it, it basically, which actually in turn damages other packages. And- yes. <laughs> yes. There's a whole knock on effect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of like that idea. And then, yeah, it's sort of, it tracks over time then, yeah, just your general, uh, happiness of all your customers and how much damage of each thing you do each day. And that, that doesn't affect your bottom line because you can charge whatever you want, uh, effectively. But, um, but yes, it's, as people get more and more pissed off, it's just basically starts this like war against the package company, uh, yep. depending on how well you've done. Yeah. I love the idea of it being set in space where, okay. where you, you're doing thing, you know, you're going through this, um, neighborhood in 3D sort of thing, all yep. these different asteroids and, and stuff where people different, um, People are living in- <laughs> That could be a fun twist or even just a like big futuristic like bubble city on the moon or something. So, it's like low gravity. You've got, mo- yeah, all these multi-story areas or like gravity's not a huge factor. So, you've got ups like they're on every angle and stuff. But yeah. You'd want it small enough that you still sort of keep track of where everything is. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, and- I'm picturing like descent <laughs> controls then. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm always thinking the title of the game is Elite Paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> or Elite Package Delivery. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. All right. I like it. Three to one click. Yeah. Recent Tale. T-A-L-E. Thousand Foundation. Uh, my mind's going through a bunch of different things for Thousand Foundation. Yep. Uh, so, houses have foundations. So, I'm almost picturing some sort of, like, new area where a thousand houses have been built. And whether it's, like, terraforming a new planet or it's, like, under the sea or, I don't know, something. Foundations. Uh, I, do, I, do, I do love the, the whole terraforming a new planet sort of thing that there's there's a thousand people who who came across in an arc yeah or sort a thousand of families or something yeah mm. something like that and and you've got basically you know these thousand households that are are sort of um and it's just a tale of of you know what they sort of go through yeah is is this some is it somewhat procedurally generated yeah. so you know in a lot of these roguelike in a lot of these like um like there's um there's that recent mars one, there are a few different ones where you're like, okay, building up on a planet or whatever and building up your stuff. I like the idea that you start- Which was the Mars one? Uh, it's by the say, it's by the city Skylands guys. Um, was that the surviving Mars? Surviving Mars. It- yeah. 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 I think so. But I like that within this one, you've got your civilization there at the beginning. Like you start with a thousand healthy, happy households mm-hmm. and it's kind of how shit goes wrong and how you handle it that is- that defines how well you do and what you are left with. Yep. And, and so I think, yeah, I wonder if it's like procedures generated. You're in a different spot on this planet or a different type of planet or whatever. It's like deal, dealing with different sorts of things. And I don't know, is, is it around, is it building and stuff then? Or is it just around like policy decisions? Is it around defense stuff? Like there's just something about having someone having to deal with just being a citizen of of this place and having to deal oh. with rules that are being be, being put in place. So you're saying you don't play like the mayor, a of leader? This town. No, you you play one of the one of the citizens who are just trying to trying to a- adhere to all the stupid policies that they're putting in place. <laughs> like I, I'm sort of seeing it almost okay. like a, a Sims. But, yeah. you know, the, the sort of stupid thing is, uh, today's thing is, okay, you must have red doors and, and this sort of, this sort of stuff. So you're trying to, you're trying to follow along with the, um, with the policy. And it's like, oh, those, those houses that have three windows now need to have blue doors. But if you. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a very different vibe, but that's fine. But now I'm thinking though. Instead of, is this a thousand person game? <laughs> and I'm not saying, it, I don't think it's real time because obviously it's pretty hard to do matchmaking for a thousand people. But is it a, a sort of seems like game? You go into a server, you start your game, everyone gets a house and- And the AI basically tells you, okay, you have to try and keep in line or we send we send the sort of police out to, to sort of- Something like that, yeah. Um, they get police. penalties or, <laughs> like, one of your fucking household members is executed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but essentially, it is these, like, interconnected rules around how you run and build and and set up your house. And, yeah, you kind of- you, you get a few chances, but you eventually get knocked down. It's like you're trying to be the last one standing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, model citizen. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be the model. That, yeah, there you go. That's what we call it. It's a good title for it. Um, I'm actually coming up with some reasonable titles tonight. Yeah, like- we're usually terrible at titles, but you, you're going well tonight. So, I'm almost picturing this. So, this is slightly off topic. Have you heard of this baseball thing that's going on? No. So, because of the COVID stuff, you know, the, the sports aren't running. And so mm-hmm. I haven't looked deep into this, but I watched one video of it. There's this company, sort of game game company, who is running seasons of this imaginary sport mm-hmm. where the rules are changing, like, every week in all these weird and <laughs> wacky ways. And I'm pretty sure there's a whole, like, fantasy baseball system where- Because there's all these actual teams, and I think you can, like, create your fantasy teams, and then they essentially, like, play out these games where this this weird shit happens. So, I'm almost picturing a bit like that where you've got a season um, and you've- you're one, You know, your house number 125 on planet, you know, X0156 or whatever that has been colonized and- you're trying to last as long as possible, but the AI, yeah, the AI, the AI, you know, town, the town AI has essentially gone a bit bonkers. It's yep. gone a bit insane on the trip over. Um, and so, yes, it, it sends out its drones to like execute one of your family members if you don't follow these ridiculous rules around how to set up that your house. change every single, every single day. Sort Which of thing. change or they get built upon or whatever. And so you kind of have to guess it's like, okay, yeah, it's like if you have an odd number of windows, then you have to have a blue door. And so, and you, you just have to count, like you've just got your house and it's, I think a relatively basic Sims like sort of situation where it still affects the people in your house. So you still have to make it a functional house. Yeah. But- but then you got to wonder, is a skylight a window? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you have shit like that. <laughs> is a dome one window or, or is it- Or like every segment. Or is it a window for, for every every sort of segment that is, <laughs> that is like 30 centimetres in length? <laughs> and so, you're having to second guess. You're having to like figure out, all right, I'm going to add a window because my door's already blue. I don't have enough money to repaint it. Um, but you, you know, you don't know what tomorrow's rule is going to be. Yeah. And but, I think- But they- I think every day, like, there's, like, a selection of people who are the worst performing and they're the ones that get targeted first. So, your whole thing is, like, on on every 10 minutes or so, or five minutes, mm. like, someone get, gets, like, police. Oh, no, out. I was thinking of this more as, like, I think it- uh, I guess it depends on how you do it, but I was thinking of this as like a week or two week long season. Okay, because of so, the, because ooh. it's more of an asynchronous thing. Yeah, so you it- could even have like you got arcade mode, which is like hundred people in. You've basically you've got to do everything really quickly, and the rules are changing every every five <laughs> yeah, minutes. Okay, or so. Yeah, and with less people. And then you yeah. then you've got the um, then you got the the thousand thousand player. Yeah. Like asynchronous mode, and that's over like a week, and it's like every twelve hours there's a new culling rule that comes into place. Yeah, yeah, and I think they build up over time, or 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 like one is added, or two are added, and one's removed. Or I don't know, whatever. Like, or it's I would like- just love if some of these rules actually contradict each other, and you had to had to sort of weight it as absolutely and go. Okay, this is weighted more in this favor, and. Or, you know, or, because of something that was set on the first day. Or I think, like, 
that it, it, a lot of the rules, they may contradict or it's just really hard to like, I think it's really hard to have a functional house and apply all the rules. So, you risk your, <laughs> your like people starving to death. But but at least you know one of them won't be executed, right? And then maybe the, the <laughs> next day the rules will that particular will, rule will relax a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the idea of them being weighted a bit because then it's like okay, there's one heavily weighted one, but it's you know it's pretty expensive. Whereas if I do you know all of the other ones, it's not going to cost me as much money, and I'm going to have yeah. have a more functional house. But I'll just take the hit for that. Yeah, and it's sort of like demerit points. Like, yeah, you, you get X number of demerit points that you know is calculated in the system, and you know the worst performing households get booted out first. Every yeah, there's hours. only a certain number of drones or something. Because yeah. I like the idea of there being some real random elements as well, or like. You know, maybe things can happen that literally, like, take out one of the drones. Yeah. And so, now it's like, oh, well, now only the bottom seven people instead of the bottom eight people get a household member killed because there are enough drones. Like- <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, you could have- It could have a whole lot of complicated stuff around, like, making alliances and joining households or something or sharing or, like- Oh, you've got a red door and I've got a blue door. Like I'll trade you, and then we won't have to pay to get repainted uh, because we, you know, then we can spend our credits on fixing up other things. Or they bought a set of paint and they've got you know thirty percent left of it, and you find enough groups that have actually got thirty percent left of their paint, and you get three of them together, and you know, okay, if there was thirty percent left over from all <laughs> these different people, then it's only going to take me about seventy percent to actually. Something um, like that. But I think you can- uh, To, keep it, paint the to door. keep it more basic, I think you can only, like, trade or view the houses of the direct neighbours. So, either, like, either four or, like, eight, um, depending on if you- Because like, I think it's just a huge grid. Because this AI has just created a grid of, you know, they're all these- It's effectively this giant suburb. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if it was, like, the AI realised that the best- potential like the best possible configuration was just concentric circles <laughs> like <laughs> there's, there's yeah. no through roads or anything like that like all you can do is go <laughs> around, your entire go around your neighborhood. Own <laughs> no, i like the idea of a grid because it really evokes like i feel just this because i think you can get like an over an overview and it's just this huge area of all these suburban looking houses. I think they're very like white picket fenced sort of houses and you've just got, they're all the same size block. And can you imagine like after all these rules have come in? Oh, cause you could do stuff like <laughs> if your neighbor has a red door, you must have. Like, if if at least one of your neighbours has a red door, you must have a blue door or whatever. And so, you could have, like, time lapses of this huge thousand block thing as, like, one person changes to a red door and then the other person's like, oh, shit, they changed to a red door. I need to change to a blue door. And then the other person's like, oh, they don't have a red door anymore. I can And you just get these waves of changes across this fucking map as these rules come And it's come like, um, the seventh- uh, the seventh picket in from the left needs to be green <laughs> instead of white. <laughs> well, and you can do things like because they'll all be they'll all have addresses, right? Um, oh, and they've got they've actually got to paint in green the binary um, the binary code for their <laughs> for their house. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm more thinking you've got like a coordinate system. Um, cause what, uh, what do you need to have a, um, a, a thousand blocks? What would that be on each side? In fact, square, let, let, let's just make it, let's just make it a little bit easier. Yeah. 1024. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so that'd be what? Um, uh, 64? Yeah, 64 by 64. No. That makes 4, 406. must be 32. Yeah, 32 by 32. Um, gives you a 1024, um, yeah. blocks. So yeah, like you're at, you're at address 27 dash three, um, mm-hmm. because you're on like the 27th column and the third, you know, row down. Uh, but it's, you know, if, if you've got an even column number, then this rule applies to you. Otherwise it doesn't, you know, this sort of thing as well. Uh, and so you'll get all these fucked up combinations. But you don't realize that it's zero based and therefore <laughs> odd numbers are even and even numbers are odd. That's not how that works. <laughs> yes, but it, it is. it could be zero based. Well, no. Maybe because zero, zero is still column number one. <laughs> no, God, that is fucking up. Being zero based doesn't make one an even number. <laughs> It, it's because it's yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I always say that you know when I, when I think about it, I'm like okay, so the first column is zero, so the second column is one, and the third column is <laughs> yeah. But that's just your index rather than anyway. <laughs> uh, that's really fucking fun. I I think that could to actually build that you'd have to make the house stuff fairly simple. Um. But I could imagine that, like, having that central server where you've just got these 1,024 rendered, you know, rendered houses with these different configurations and stuff, and just viewing that whole thing, that'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. And and seeing the time lapse. And also seeing that, okay, because you haven't followed enough of the rules, like- to get um to get power to your place you need to have followed these rules and all this well, sort of stuff. Or just, like- or just when people are out, like the power goes out to the house. And so yeah, you just see the front lights on all these houses going out over time as they all get knocked out. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I wanna I wanna build that or play that or what something. That's okay, cool. let's do one more, but it's gotta be a quick one. Alright, so- one one little quickie. Three, one click. Fighting teenager. Ripping dessert. <laughs> um, okay. Some sort of food fight game. I know we did yep. one of those way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So, so long ago. Um, so, I'm picturing that this is like a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is uh, set- you know, late at night, you got all the different um, the different clicks throughout the boarding school. Yep, um, and it's it's literally all about um, all about the food fight that happens every every night during dessert. Okay, um, so it's like your is it just a fighting game? Then is it like a tournament based? Is it a you know every yeah, night this food fight happens of- and somehow there's deemed a winner and you're trying to get points for your. Like wing, yeah. Of it's the kind of like school. Splatoon, in which you know you're trying to get, um, you know, the most of your goo 
everywhere. Yeah. But it's it's sort of like a reverse platoon. So it's an all boys. You're trying to get the the least amount of dessert on you. So it's an all so- boys school trying to get their goo everywhere. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? <laughs> you're the one that went there. <laughs> all right. Okay. I like this idea of it being a fairly arcadey sort of thing. So. I feel like there are different, a few different levels. You've got like the dining hall. Sometimes it's set like outdoor, outside in like the quad or whatever, you know, the. Ooh, it, start, it starts in the, um, it starts in like the cafeteria sort of area and branches out to the rest of the rest of the school, a la your, um, like paintball and community and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how the, like, cause I'm sort of thinking that you play it in round. It's almost like a. It's almost like a career mode in like a sports game yep. where you pick your, uh, your house, you know, slash click, whatever. Like it's like, okay, you know, we're B wing of this huge boarding school and you can set up your, okay, we're going to be the goths, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna be the goth kids and our specialty is ice cream. Um, and so you come armed with scoops. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then you play, you effectively play a match every night. And, and there is, and then we have to set up like fairly, um, s- like straightforward rules around what, what counts as a point. Like, how do you win? And then, yeah, it's like, it's, it's literally you, if, a, you play a season. Well, I'm almost seeing this as, as like a, um, this is the new battle royale sort of game that you've got, you know, 16 people go into, into a match and it's all competitive multiplayer. Oh, okay. But is it team based or, or then, or is it? Yeah, I, I kind of like four four v four. Okay, four v four from four different houses. Yeah. All right. So you got the uh, the goths are all ice cream. Uh, the clowns because or the the class <laughs> clowns they're all cream pies. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think it's more about the womanizers. You- they're also cream pies. They're just different cream. Gross. <laughs> this time you went there. <laughs> I think if you if you go in competitive multiplayer, I think you're gonna have to give them different options. So I think it's more about all right, my you do choose for a season, but it's not it, it the 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 style of your um, team is not necessarily linked to like their main weapon or whatever. I think it's just yeah. you've got different opportunities to to you know uh, be an expert in fucking hot dogs, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> car in pastas. <laughs> Um, <laughs> in a dessert fight. <laughs> oh, I forgot it was always dessert. dessert. Whatever. Dessert pasta. That's a thing. <laughs> it is actually chocolate pasta. Mm. Um, I, want some, I want some dessert now. Well, let's finish the fucking episode, then. We can get some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it's just around then. You've got to make it. Yeah. Is it, is it just about you get coverage? Actually, that'd be interesting. Most most sort of fighting shooting games are just about oh, get headshots, you know, do the most damage. This is about co- coverage on the body, and it's yeah. dynamic as you hit them in particular places. Splash zone and and how much force there was left in the um left in the in the projectile sort of thing. Yeah, totally. And so you've got the different types of things. Like ice cream doesn't have much splash damage, um, but like it will do a good amount of coverage on the area you hit. But Whereas- if you hit them with melted chocolate, oh, then you've then you, you know you're doing really really well. Um, but of course, the milkshake topping or the or the ice cream topping 
you know, it splashes really well, but it doesn't have much purchase. Like, you can't throw yeah. it very far. Well, and also, it just doesn't- It's not very- It doesn't stick very well, right? So, you can, throw, you can throw- <laughs> You can throw a milkshake and, and, like, get some coverage on, like, three people with the splash damage for it. Uh, but it's not going to, like, be- particularly good you know thick yeah a milkshake is, is so like your your shotgun it's you it's your close range um the it kind of spreads out a little bit but it can yeah. get a lot of coverage yeah whereas like but if, only if, if you manage to stick an apple pie on their back <laughs> then that's you know top points yeah okay so i'm i'm loving this um 4v4v4v4 4v4, 4v4. <laughs> Four quad. <laughs> four to the four. Um, well, t- technically, it's just four squared. <laughs> no, that'd be just be four by four. Four times four. Well, four times four people. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, what's what? What are you fighting for? What? What's what's your prize? Uh, is it kind of like PUBG where you're going for for like chicken dinner? Um, but in this case, it's like um, cream of the crop, or it's <laughs> like ice cream sundae, <laughs> cherry on top. You got the cherry on top. Ooh! If, if you if you manage to create a full ice cream sundae on on one of you <laughs> one of your <laughs> you have like combos. You managed to get like a banana and ice cream and whipped cream and a cherry on one person. Yep. Then that you person's get, like, eliminated. Uber points, or yeah, or just points or something or whatever. Yeah, because I kind of like, if they, if like they manage to clean it up, <laughs> I kind of like that it is around um, like the coverage and what you get stuck on them. Because then I'm just picturing like the final um, screen when you, it just shows each team on either side with dynamically with what they're covered in and what's stuck on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can really gauge exactly how well anybody got hit. Oh, I'm d- I'm now picturing the um the announcer from Unreal Tournament going <laughs> banana ice cream cherry <laughs> banana split banana split triple banana split quadruple banana split epic banana split chocolate topping <laughs> you got dipped. <laughs> Okay. Brain freeze. That's <laughs> when you get a headshot with the ice cream. <laughs> All right. I think we'll end the episode there. Thanks for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Our penultimate- No, not our penultimate, but like our final episode before episode 200. Okay. So- I've decided that I'm going to do all the all the outro tonight. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. For no reason, no baby siren whatsoever. Um, so, we'd like it if you could go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm and give us a rating or an, and review there. You can find all our old episodes there. You can also find some other awesome podcasts out there. We've guested on quite a few of them. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective. It's a collection of awesome podcasters, all part of the Eight Pit Nation. So go check out um, all the all the other podcasts on Twitter. Just look for hashtag Eight Bit Collective. Um, I think that's pretty much what you do. Uh, <laughs> now it's into what me, what I normally do, which is um, check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just 
look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AJP Network on Twitter. And then, oh, finally, the awesome musicians at Kuradust gave us permission to use the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure for our opening and closing theme. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. And I have got a great cave to sell you. <laughs> <laughs>